Last time on Improv Tabletop, we found our heroes, Kermit the Frog, Ian McKellen, and Owen Wilson down at the bottom of a strange pit laboratory beneath the Tyka's Fun Punch Club Stadium. There, they met with a number of other celebrities, including Harrison Ford, Hank and John Green, Snoop Dogg for just a little bit... (laughs) They got some information about the physical layout of this structure. They needed to go up some vents so that they could get to Taika's protected surveillance lab far, far up in the sky above the stadium. And so as they went up, they had to do some climbing. They ran into like this metal plastoise that they ended up catching. And Kermit had a bit of a trial of courage on the way up, but eventually they all made it to the top where they found Taika in the middle of a conversation with his true overlord, Mickey Mouse, who has a devious plan to clone every single actor so that he can use them to his own benefit without needing to pay the actors, make the actors be able to say whatever he wants. So just kind of a weird situation overall. And we left right as Ian McKellen had burst into the room ready to attack. Taika and Mickey both looked at him with wide eyes. And what happens next? Let's find out here in the world of Taika's Fun Punch Club. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Evan Peterson, and I'm trying to avoid the temptation to point out plot holes in our own show. <laughs> McKenna Steele, uh, I I didn't notice our plot holes. We have none. We have none! Justin Porter, plot holes, plot holes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Evan, I, I couldn't tell whether your furrowed brow was because of the absurdity of our story or just because it's late and we're tired. My furrowed brow... Okay, you know what? I'm going to point out, why is... Snoop Dogg here if the evil plan is to create clones of actors for movies. Hey, Snoop Dogg's been in movies. <laughs> he was in Starsky and Hutch. He was Huggy yeah, Bear. It is his soul plane. And also, he is just vital to the entertainment industry. Does Mickey see a lot of value in having Snoop Dogg available for any future projects they need him for? If, Maybe we should ask Mickey. If you are in charge of, like, the biggest megalomaniacal monopoly corporation in the entire world, you're going to get stressed out every once in a while. <laughs> Why do you think he sounds like this? <laughs> I guess they must be giving the Green Brothers their own series on Disney Plus, too. Maybe. <gasps> I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Crash Course Elevated. Hold on, TM, TM, TM. Fun fact, uh, this is a, based on a very quick wiki search, but Snoop Dogg has apparently made an appearance with the Muppets, and neither Owen Wilson or Ian McKellen have. So. Well. <laughs> so at least he's got that going for him. <laughs> Well, in any case, we are at a very dramatic juncture here in the story. Gandalf has just gone bursting through sword and staff in hand. So, I mean, you're acting. Let's go ahead and get into an exchange. We have come here to stop you, Mr. Mouse, as we see that you are behind this plot. And Mickey, as he sees you coming in, he quickly kind of fluffs up his ears to make them look rounder and more perfect. And he goes, oh oh boy, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Don't mock me. We have come before you to stop you from your plans. And here we are. What say you? And he looks down at Taika and he says, 
I say good luck. And he snaps his finger and the hologram fizzles out and the lights go back up in the room and Taika turns towards you and he's got his hands out in kind of the Chris Pratt, Jurassic World sort of manner. And he's like, all right now, friends, uh, let's not be upset here. I, I know I've been using you and making you fight against each other, do incredibly violent things to yourselves and others, but maybe we can come to some sort of understanding with each other here. Mr. Waititi, I knew you were a good person at heart. He pauses and you see a tear start welling up in his eye and he's like, okay, oh goodness. And he starts rubbing his eyes. He's like, Kermit, you've been one of my heroes since I was a child and you're one of the reasons why I decided to go into filmmaking and to see you here praising me. And, you know, Ian, all the work that you did in New Zealand on my home turf to create the Lord of the Rings films. And Owen, just magnum. And he starts weeping openly, just like on the floor, rubbing his eyes and trying to compose himself. There, 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 there. And I'm at like patting his back and going down to his level. All is forgiven. We need your help. We, I, you listen, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I eavesdropped on the entire conversation that you had with Mickey. I heard everything and we're going to need you to help us take down that mouse. And he gets up and he gives a couple sniffs and wipes the final tears from his eyes and says, you know, I think there might be some provisos in the contracts and the legalese of Tyker's Fun Punch Club. You see, Mickey, he is hidden off in some remote location. I don't actually know where he is physically, but he is under the ownership of the Disney Corporation himself and therefore is not entirely immune from being a member of Tyker's Fun Punch Club. So what I'm thinking that you're saying that I'm understanding <laughs> is that we should do like one of those like big everybody in the ring like battle type thing every man for himself Evan what's that called battle royale a battle royale so I'm thinking you know just coming up in my brain all by myself a battle royale is what you're saying and we just all kind of like and he says, according to the rules of Tyker's Fun Punch Club, anybody who's already been eliminated will not have the opportunity to be in this battle royale. But all of you who are still here, who have not yet been eliminated, you can go into this final battle if you would like. What about Edward Snowden or Elon Musk? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> they, they're still down there. They decide they want to play chess instead of like actually fighting. And they weren't part of the contract in... It, that was... I was just trying to buy some time. I'm pretty sure they're going to be over with their match pretty soon. And I really should send them back home because they were not expecting this to happen. <laughs> that seems fair. And Taika goes over to a console and he flips open a little hatch. And you can see underneath it is a red button that has two keyholes next to it. And he pulls a ring of keys out of his pocket and he starts shuffling through them. And he tries one. He's like, no, that's, that's, that's not the one. And he keeps shuffling through them. And he tries another one. Just give, give me a little bit here. And he keeps shuffling through until he finally finds the two keys that are the correct ones. And he says, once we push this button, we call in the mouse to the competition. And then we cannot go back. You're going to have to fight against one of the oldest, most powerful entertainment moguls to exist. I'm in. Yeah, me too. I'm in. And he holds one of the keys in his hand and he hands the other key towards the three of you. And he places his key into the appropriate hole and turns it. And you can see the red button starts to flash. And I guess we turn that key. Yep, we all do it. Like all of your hands on the key at once, turning it as a team. Absolutely. 
And so both keys turned, the light is now just shining one bright red color. And he reaches down with his hand and gives a little breath and pushes it down. And as he does, you hear klaxons start to blare around you and you feel the floor beneath you beginning to shake. The room begins to break apart and you can see you are suspended hundreds and hundreds of meters up above the surface. And Taika hands each of you a parachute and says, well, if there was ever a time to make an entrance, I think now's the time. And he puts on his parachute and goes skydiving down onto the platform. All right. Fly, you fools! And I jump off. Hey! And so you guys come down, you are parachuting in, and the crowd is going wild. They've never seen anything like this before. This is the finals of Taika's Fun Punch Club. And you all land down there in the stadium and Taika has a microphone and all cameras are on him. His face is showing on all of the jumbotrons and he looks to the entire crowd with his signature panache and charisma and he says, Hello there, friends and neighbors of all kinds. We have got a very special bout that we've planned for you. We know that uh, maybe this is a little unexpected as far as things have been going with this, but it's time to reveal the dark secret behind Tycho's Fun Punch Club. And he starts clapping and all of the crowd, they're like clapping along, but then they all kind of start like faltering like dark, dark secret. And after Tyka says this, you feel the ground start rumbling beneath you once more, the entire platform kind of beginning to shake. And you see on the far side of the ring from you, the ground begins to buckle and pile up. And you can see this red light beginning to shine up from the cracks and little bits of lava begin to spit out as this hole opens up and you see a massive gloved hand come out and land on the ring followed by another and you see mickey mouse pulls himself out of this pit and looks around at the crowd and he's still got his kind of happy face on but he is this strange hulking beast and nobody in the audience is sure what to make of this and mickey pulls out his own microphone and turns to the crowd and goes oh boy everybody you're in for the fight of a lifetime i just need you to know that all i'm imagining is like the mickey that you see at disneyland like the character suit <laughs> mickey just popping up and his mouth isn't even moving but it's just like really over the top uh, let me describe this mickey for you a little bit he's still wearing his sorcerer's apprentice robe and as he finishes his statement, he throws the microphone to the ground and it shatters and he tears open the robe. And it's very much like in Avatar The Last Airbender when King Boomy tears off his robes and he's just completely ripped underneath. <laughs> and you can see like his biceps are vascular as all get out, these massive legs. He has not been skipping leg day. And he's just got on that pair of red shorts. That is his entire wrestling <gasps> costume. And he turns towards all of you with that big fake grin on his face. And I think it's time that we roll to cut a promo. <gasps> so each of you will have an opportunity to roll to cut a promo against Mickey Mouse. And depending on how well you do, that might give you an advantage in this battle moving forward. Now... 
Evan, I think you, since you are the one who has watched the most promos over the years, oh, oh the look in Evan's face, uh, I'm going to maybe throw you under the bus here a little bit. Uh, and would you would you like to be the first one to cut a promo for us? Cut, how do you, okay, I can cut a promo, but how do I cut a promo on Mickey Mouse as Kermit the Frog? Hold on, hold on, explain, explain how this works. A promo is that moment in wrestling when the wrestler takes the microphone, gets into the ring, and just talks and they hype up the match maybe smack talk the other wrestler a little bit maybe talk themselves up a little bit and that's just part of the game okay that's where you get like your statements such as can you smell what the rock is cooking nice okay 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 i follow i I pick up a mic mickey i i I didn't want to fight you today i told the other guys that i thought we should try and do this peacefully but, well, a lot of people have a good person deep down inside them, and, and I thought you were a good person. And now I see that deep down inside of you, there's nothing but a greedy, mean, well, you're less of a mouse and more of a rat. <gasps> and the entire audience gives in a collective gasp at that point. And, well, mice can be good pets, but, but rats... In LA at our studio, when we have rats, we call an exterminator. (laughs) Boy. Go ahead and roll to cut a promo with Flashy. It's a plus two. So still positive, so you get one free invoke that you guys can use on Mickey in this battle. (laughs) I was looking at if there was anything I could invoke with a fate point, and my additional aspect is kill him with kindness, and I don't think that applies when I just said all that. (laughs) I mean you you said it in like a kind of like a kind way. No, I'll take my plus two. All right. So one free invoke that we've got against Mickey. Lightning McMean, would you like to cut a promo? Yeah, I would. Mickey, you did me dirty with Cars 2. You brought me a little bit of redemption with Cars 3. But I can never forgive you for planes. So I'm going to knock you into the next plane of existence. Go ahead and roll to cut a promo with Flashy. I like how your version of Owen Wilson gives Mickey no credit for Loki. I mean, honestly, all I saw was Tom Hiddleston. (laughs) He's pretty easy on the eyes. Yeah, he is. Sorry, Christian. It's a plus three. All right. So that is success with style. So that is two additional free invokes that you guys can use against Mickey. Yes. And then finally, the beast from the east. Would you like to cut a promo? Mr. Mouse, I have fought the greatest battles of the greatest evil of this time period in Middle Earth. But you are not even a close fifth. I have been labeled a disturber of the peace, and I have been waiting to say this all campaign, but you shall not pass! (laughs) All right, bring out the big guns, roll to cut a promo with Flashy. And I did roll already, and I got a plus four. Oh, Oh, nice. That's why he went so hard. Success with style. (laughs) That means we have five free invokes that we can use against Mickey in this fight. Mickey turns towards all of you and he looks down at the shattered remains of the mic that he already threw onto the stage and he just gives a little sniff and he steps on the head of the microphone and just grinds it into the ground and gets down into a low stance and prepares for the battle. A hush grows across the entire crowd and Taika looks around at all of you and he puts up his hand straight up into the air and he says, let the fight. And he brings his hand down in a chop, begin. And a big ding goes off 
And I think this might be one instance in which we are going to do a roll to see who gets to go first, and then we can go into our standard initiative after that. So everybody go ahead and roll with quick. It's a plus four. Negative one. Plus five. Mickey also got a plus four. So Owen Wilson, you get to go first. Yes! They don't call a lightning McMean for nothing. I'm fast. I am speed. I am speed. Floating like a Cadillac, stinging like a Beamer. Right as the bell dings, I'm gonna go, ka-chow! And I'm gonna like speed run towards him and go for a grand old smackdown with my buzzer hand so it causes a little bit of extra ex- extracution. Extra-cu- extra electrocution. Extra electrocution. I don't know, extracution's fun though. And as I hit him, the lights are gonna like flash so it looks like lightning and then like across all of like the boards lightning goes across the screen and you hear Ooh, nice very flashy go ahead and roll to attack with flashy mickey is going to defend with forceful plus four all right mickey is actually going to use a fate point to re-roll no. and the aspect that he is going to invoke is i'm the boss here and so the re-roll is going to take that to a plus four. <gasps> we are currently at a tie. Wait, 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 wait. You have free invokes from your- I do have free invokes. No, okay. I don't want to use one just yet. Should I use one? We have five. Just use one. I'll use one to add two, so it's plus six. All right. So you have succeeded. That is going to deal two stress to Mickey. And as the lightning flashes around all of the jumbotrons, it eventually gathers back right into your joy buzzer and you smack him across the side of the face and you can see the skeleton underneath and it's all just like film reels and strips of celluloid going out into his arms and he gives out a massive roar of pain as you kind of flip back and land on the ground in like a cool three-point stance. Wow. I'm really cool. Who would you like to go next? I'll give Mickey the option to retaliate on that one. All right. So he looks up at you with rage in his eyes and he starts trudging in your direction, his eyes just fixed on you. And at the last moment, he turns and is going to flail out at Kermit and (gasps) he's going to go for just a massive backhand. So he's going to attack with Sneaky. He is rolling bad. He only is at a plus two currently, but he... mm, Oh, your heat's at zero. He can't invoke your heat against you. He's going to spend another fate point on I'm the boss here to reroll, bringing it to a plus eight. Holy crap. Kermit the Frog can't lose limbs. Uh, What do I roll with? Yeah, how would you like to defend against this backhand? If he's being sneaky, I suppose I would just have to try and be clever enough to see it or quick enough to avoid it. I think either of those works. I'll do quick. Well, that's a plus two. So that is six stress then that you would take from that hit. Which uh, would be enough to... Well, I could take a severe consequence. Yeah. I'm going to take a severe consequence. Oh my gosh. Don't, All right. Don't you do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Your arms are going to stay intact. He gives you a massive backhand and there's like a cartoon style explosion and you can see the word pow and you go flying and you hit the ropes 
and when you fall back down, you are completely bisected at the waist. So you no longer have legs. You are just the puppet, the upper half. Don't worry, you'll still have arms. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm very glad that you keep choosing characters who have a way to, like, cut them in half without dying straight up. I know, it's, it's, it's great. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that is your severe consequence is bisected. Okay. That does it for Mickey. Let's turn it over to Ian McKellen. Seeing his friend, the frog there, he goes, and he runs right up to him with his staff and goes to knock him right in the head with it. All right. Roll to attack with flashy. Mickey's going to try and defend with forceful. He's going to just try and like grab your sword and deflect the blow. And I want to use a free invoke and get a plus five. Plus five. I am switching dice right now. That <laughs> is the third time in a row that I've rolled three negatives on these dice. Give me just a second. <laughs> no, wait, don't do that. Wait, no, keep them. Oh, man. So you know what? He is going to invoke your heat, Ian McKellen, because you have minus one heat. He's going to invoke that on you to reroll again with the new dice this time. Let's see how they do. Uh, and that is a plus four. Cool. To my plus five. Yeah. So you come in and after you like leap towards him, what does your maneuver look like as you like dodge around his attempt to block your attack? You know, the emperor in episode three where he jumps up and he does this like kind of spin thing as he goes to kill the three Jedis. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I do. Do it. Uh, prequel wounds. <sighs> I love it. So, yeah, you go right into, like, the center of his chest, right between his incredibly muscly pecs, and you dig in. You give him, like, the biggest sternum rub that anybody's ever had in their life, and he howls out in pain and staggers back a little bit and takes one more stress. All right, and I pass that on over to Kermit. So, laying in the side of the ring, looking at my stuffing, <laughs> I'm going to look over and, and, and lock eyes with Miss Piggy. And just like give her the nod, and I'm gonna use my stunt to tag in Miss Piggy, and uh, her having seen her Kermie get uh, bisected by this ring rope, she's gonna go in for quite the hit. I have to assume as one of the only Muppets ever portrayed as hitting other people. That is very accurate. So she's gonna go in with forceful, just a massive punch. And so let me roll first to see what we get. With modifiers, that brings her to a plus two. Let me see what Mickey gets, and then we'll see what extra effect we'll get from the stunt. Mickey gets... I rolled exactly the same thing after switching to the new dice. Okay, uh, I'm just cursed tonight. I'll have to live with this. But that still brings him up with modifiers to a plus three. And so with the stunt, I think this is like an especially powerful time to tag in Miss Piggy. She's watching you sitting in two halves on the ground. I'm gonna give her two free boosts on that, bringing it up to a plus six against Mickey's plus three. So she just rushes in like a bull, her head lowered, and she rams her head right into Mickey's kneecap. Oh. And you hear a big cracking noise go throughout the stadium. Half the people in the audience are just like, oh my gosh. And they start like retching as they hear the noise. And Mickey goes down to one knee, pretty severely hobbled by this. 
having taken three stress that we're going to turn into a moderate consequence and that moderate consequence is bend the knee <laughs> so uh oh, hey hey ned what's miss piggy's powerful one-liner she says after she takes him down to one knee her powerful one-liner so she smashes his kneecap with her head and she steps back a little bit and she flips her hair and she says maybe i was born with it no i was definitely born with it <laughs> and she goes back to where you are at the side of the ring yes i'm gonna put that on my mirror and <laughs> tell it to myself every morning that's perfect and so now everybody has gone in this exchange kermit who would you like to go next uh, I know we do this so we don't have to go in a perfect circle, but I think I want to throw it back to Owen. All right. Um, what I'm going to do after seeing the mess that is Kermit the Frog, I'm going to pull a classic move and stand on the corner of the ring and jump down and body slam him. I don't know the correct terminology. Uh, with Mickey on one knee, I'd say you're probably going to do an elbow drop onto his back. Elbow drop? Mm-hmm. Bam! All right. Go ahead and roll to attack with Flashy. He's going to try and defend with Forceful to shrug it off. Plus five. Ugh, I rolled only one better than I did last time, but you've got negative heat. He's going to invoke your heat against you to re-roll. Bring it up to a plus five. We're no! at a tie. Use another free one. Use another free one. Add plus two to make it a plus seven. As I'm a, and, and I do that. And as I'm going down, what's happening is as I've got my elbow locked in place and I've got my body like parallel to the ground as I'm going down, time stops for a brief moment. And I've got the beautiful magnum that I've learned from Ben Stiller. And it's just nice, like slow motion of me falling and then back to normal speed, and I go, bam! Man, another moment where I wish that this podcast could be a visual medium. Everybody... <laughs> Mr. Magnum. Yeah, the, the Magnum on McKenna's face. So you go in for the elbow drop, and you get him right on his torn ear, and his head smacks down against the ground and kind of bounces back up, and he's, like, on his side now, his hands on the ground, one elbow against it, and he's looking fairly battered at this point, having taken two more stress, but he is not out quite yet. Owen, who would you like to go next? I'm gonna give, I'm sorry, I'm gonna give Mickey a chance. All right. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> You're not even in the ring, it's Miss Piggy. I'm still in here, I'm just laying on the side. Oh, well, I don't know, I've got him pinned, kind of. Yeah, so let's see who he wants to throw his wrath upon. You've all done some pretty good damage to him, so I'm just going to have him roll to see who he wants to hit. And he chooses Kermit. Sorry, bud. <laughs> so Mickey knows how to run like a cost benefit analysis. He knows that you're not doing great. He's cannibalized enough entertainment corporations in his time to know that he should go for the weakest person. So he goes walking over to you and he picks up both halves of you off the ground and he's going to try and like windmill his arms to try and shake as much stuffing out of you as he can. So he's going to attack with forceful, getting a plus five. What do I defend with? Uh, how would you like to try and defend against this? Oh boy. Don't you mean, oh boy. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I suppose I'll, I'll, I'll try and... Oh, this isn't going to give me the best bonus benefit, but the only way I can think of to defend this is to, like, 
try and curl my body and my waist, because I assume I have independent control of both halves, to like bend so that the force doesn't pull the stuffing out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like if he's holding onto the hands, I'm trying to like bring my abs upwards and tuck in, sort of. Yeah, go ahead and roll to defend with careful. Ned, if you've rolled three minuses, I have rolled so many two pluses, two minuses. So that's a plus two. Plus two. Use a free one. Use a free one. Use a free I'll one. Use a free one, which actually if I use a free one only to get a plus two, that still won't save me. So I'll have to reroll. Going for the gamble. Still a zero. Are you so. kidding me? This time it was two blanks, a minus, and a plus. So, mm. so many ways to roll zero in fate. I know, yeah. right? And your careful is plus zero? My careful is plus two. So Okay, so you end up with a plus two? All right, so that is three stress against you. You can distribute that on your stress track or your consequences as you see fit. I'll just I'll just take the three stress. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's spinning you around one half in each arm. And after he sees the stuffing stop flying out, he just claps both the sides of you together like symbols in front of him and drops you to the ground and turns back towards the others. I think that's probably a good time to uh, pass it over to Kermit. Uh, you're still alive. What would you like to do? Sorry. <laughs> oh, um, what even can I do? Evan, you just get brutally murdered every campaign. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to uh, crawl over and like pull myself up his leg and kind of get up to his waist and uh, look at him and say, did you really agree to a $150 million merger just to kill me? And I'm going to headbutt him. Ooh. And the entire audience gasps as they hear you spout off that number. And you hear like murmurs of dissent going through the crowd as people are like, what? What's, what's going on here? What's he talking about? Uh, go ahead and roll to attack with Flashy. He's going to defend with Forceful. I need to re-roll that somehow, please. You should still have two more free invokes on him, I believe. I'll use one, because that was four minuses. Ooh. To four pluses. Four minuses oh, to four pluses. Oh, my goodness. What are the odds, folks? Uh, wow. That's going to be a plus seven, then. Plus seven. He got a plus three. Um, oh, gosh. I mean, he he has one more fate point left, and he's going to have to re-roll if he wants to survive. So I'm going to do that real quick. Bring it up to a plus five. Plus seven against plus five. Evan, how do you finish off Mickey Mouse <laughs> as you drain his final two stress? Uh, I mean, just like that. I, I, and I, I leave back my headbutt and I, he drops me and I sort of collapse into a heap. And he stumbles backwards and he reaches up and touches his nose. And for the first time, he gets blood on his sterling white gloves and his eyes roll into the back of his head and he faints. And as he faints, he falls back into that pit that he crawled up out of. And you hear as he follows, <laughs> and that sound echoes down through the pit and around all of the bleachers of the stadium until everything goes silent. And then at once, the audience begins to erupt in cheering all as one, just like that moment in Hercules when he breaks out of the claw of the Hydra and cannons are going off, shooting confetti into the air. There are like people coming up with bottles of champagne that they're spraying all over you guys as the winners. There's paparazzi everywhere. Your photos are being taken like crazy. 
And I think that is probably a good moment for us to take a little freeze frame and then fast forward into the future. Now that Taika's Fun Punch Club has been disbanded and everybody realized what Mickey was trying to do the entire time, let's check in with each of you and see what your life is like. Let's start with Owen Wilson. Yeah, so pretty soon after we defeated that mouse, you know, my life, like, listen, I thought I was amazing, and then my life just took off. I actually funded a Cars 4, and it's a huge box office success, more so than the first one. It's about, you know, McQueen and Sally, they get married, and they have all these little tiny cars that are their children, and kind of how he teaches them how to race and everything. Regardless, put that in a little box over here. We'll come back to it for when we get to my documentary about my life. Um, <laughs> but looking back, I feel really blessed to have been able to be a part of such a wonderful group. I just, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself and, uh, you know, even though in the end, Mickey Mouse was like the bad guy, he's always been the bad guy. He kind of gave me what I am today because we defeated him and took him down and now I'm even better off. So, you know, I have him to thank for that. Like a flower growing after a wildfire. Exactly. Is that a reference to something that I don't get? Uh, it's just a, a nature thing. Yeah, flowers grow after wildfires. I was like, that sounds so like poetic. What is it from? It's just from Ned. Yeah, it's just from me being a science nerd back when I was working at Scout Camp. I love it. But yeah, to this day, uh, I still tear up. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to cut the interview. I'm sorry. And stage two of the interview, uh, JP, how has Ian McKellen's life changed after the downfall of Mickey Mouse? Well, they say that I am too dangerous for society, being, <laughs> believing that I am Gandalf. So they put me into an old person's home, where I have been here with my friend Jean-Luc Picard, which is, they told me that is Patrick Stewart who believes he's Jean-Luc Picard, but to me, he's always Jean-Luc Picard. And we have had many discussions and many tea times and chess games, and that is what we do now for the rest of our lives. Oh, that is beautiful. And then finally is Kermit. Uh... How, how's Kermit doing after all of this went down? Well, I needed a little work to be restuffed and, and sewn back together, but eventually I was able to get back out there. I finally took that retirement I've been wanting and tried to lay low for a little bit. I uh, had a hard time forgiving myself for having to be so violent to make things end in there, but uh, I think I've gotten there eventually. And, well, after 50 years of will they, won't they, I decided that since I was retiring, I thought it was about time to finally ask Miss Piggy to, to marry me. So we've uh, got that coming up, and I'm just kind of trying to uh, lay low and be grateful for things like, like legs and uh, appreciate the little things in life. Right on. And what happened to Taika? He reached out to a group of very talented and attractive improvising podcasters and <laughs> bought the rights to a story that he could turn into a movie. And they all lived happily ever after. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and that's where we'll conclude the story of Taika's Fun Punch Club. 
Oh <laughs> man, guys, we we created something very special this time around. And we didn't even visit Snoop Dogg. If I never do a Kermit voice again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> Well, thanks everybody for listening to Improv Tabletop, and we'll be back next month with more adventures in a brand new setting. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe, maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as I would be if Taika wanted to buy the rights to this story and turn it into a blockbuster hit. Taika, you know where to find us. We're all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to license a story that we've written, or maybe if you'd like to suggest a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can tweet about us, or you can comment on one of our posts using hashtag ImpTab setting or hashtag ImpTab aspect. Let's do a round of plugs. So as always, we've got our sister podcast, iCast Fireball, Dungeons and Dragons, 5th edition actual play, lots of good classic fantasy stuff going on there. But in addition, I would like to plug the song Fruit Juice by Snoop Lion. This is when Snoop Dogg took a little stint recording reggae music. And the song Fruit Juice, like, you listen to it and it's like, okay, this is nice and lighthearted. It's fun. He's talking about all these fruits. There's got to be some kind of, like, double meaning here, right? But then you look really close and it's like, no, there's no double meaning. He's just, it's a, it's a song about juice that is made from fruit. And he's just really happy about drinking healthy things. And so I don't listen to a lot of reggae, but if you're interested in one of my favorite songs, go check out Fruit Juice by Snoop Lion. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Evan, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yeah, you know, I think we've plugged this before, but I'm just going to do it again anyway. I'm going to plug local libraries. Mm. If you live in the States, at least, you have a local library, and they're great. I just recently moved, and I went and got my new card at our new library. And so many libraries these days, you know, depending on where you live, your mileage may vary, but lots of them these days have digital catalogs where you can get ebooks or audiobooks even which uh, a lot of the audiobooks are the exact same narration and stuff that you would get on like an audible.com for free through your local library um, some libraries offer classes and clubs and 3d printing and subscriptions to things like uh, one of the places that we lived recently would give you rosetta stone or linkedin learning subscriptions all through your local library just check it out see what your library offers there might be some good stuff you didn't know about and even if they don't have good stuff there's still a mountain of books to be read indeed the library in my hometown i know has a DD club and i remember many many days back in high school playing rpgs around a table at the library with my friends so if you're interested in playing some rpgs yourself and you want a good setting to do it in check out your local library there you go mckenna is there anything that you would like to plug I would like to plug naps. Mm, amen. It's really good for you and you really need it. And sometimes it helps you be a happier person. Um, I've hit my wall. So all I'm thinking about is sleep. <laughs> what? We don't record this podcast late at night. It's only 1030 though. That's the thing. And I want to go to bed. Well, then we won't prolong this too much longer. No, 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 no. I'm happy to be here more than bed. Mm-hmm. But like, all I'm thinking about is a, a good old long nighttime nap. Right on. Possibly the best thing we've ever plugged on this podcast. It really is. JP, you got anything that you'd like to plug? 
I don't know. After listening to all this, I feel like I need to plug don't drink and drive, kids. <laughs> JP topped it. It's Mine true. was great, but then, whoa. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. We should definitely be promoting that. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us here in the world of Taika's Fun Punch Club. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Evan Peterson, your snorer supreme. McKenna Steele, good night. And JP, you shall pass. Aw, much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next week on Improv Tabletop. Bye! Side note, I just texted you all because you're talking about Snoop Dogg. There was a filter on Snapchat where it looked like you were FaceTiming Snoop Dogg. (laughs) And it's my favorite filter on Snapchat that's ever existed. It gives me so much joy looking at it because it's perfect. (laughs) Uh, Is this going to be the thing that makes me download Snapchat? I don't know. If, If anybody could do it, it would be our man Snoop. It would be our man Snoop.